And we're recording. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Bunny is obviously excited. How about them cowboys, huh? Yeah, how about them? Here. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Talk some shit. Let's go. I want to hear it. I'm not going to say anything right now. All right. So, my name's Don. Obviously, I'm joined today by Bundy, who is amped. Yeah, beat the Saints. Not a big deal. Yeah. And Damien. Well, I got nothing to be happy about, so I'm way less yeah, amped. Me, me either. <laughs> so, that's great. But anyway, this is Anything But Basketball podcast. Coming at you live from the sweet wood paneling fuck palace. Bundy's excited. The uh, Drew Brees led Saints managed to uh, fuck their own way out of a win in Dallas. Seen it. It hurt. Not really for me personally, but just because I picked the Saints. Yeah, I picked them just because I wanted the Cowboys to win. So, hey, it worked. I picked the Bengals. I'm so far. So I I get it, but. Yeah. Did you see that Drew Brees pick though at the end of that game? That I mean, good. that was like Case Keenum esque. That was just, just not good. Just who are you even trying to throw the ball to? I don't. I think it was safe to say that Drew Brees was rattled. Yeah, he was. He was tired of getting harassed. He was rattled. To be yeah. fair though, Dallas only had like a sack and a half on the whole day, so I don't know why he was rattled. I don't know. It was interesting. The only thing I took away from that game was I needed Michael Thomas to have a good day, but he didn't have, he did not, so. He fucked me out of the playoffs again. Fuck him. You will not be drafted next year, Michael. Fuck him. Maybe, I mean, probably will be fourth round, but still, you're an asshole and I hate you. Yeah. But before we get to the scores from last week and go over everything, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of big things going on right now with the college football world and the professional football world. Uh, as most people who are listening will know, Kareem Hunt was released by the Kansas City Chiefs after an assault on a female was caught on camera. It happened in a hotel hallway in February. Uh, the Chiefs brought it up to him. They questioned him about it. He lied. They released him the day after he was placed on the commissioner's exempt list which basically means you can't go to practices or games or film or anything. The day of, actually. It was, oh, the, same, yeah, it was, the, okay. it was the same day. Same day. They were, he was released. Um, so right now he is technically a free agent. Pen, he's pending investigation, though, so I don't know if he can be picked up by anybody. He probably yeah, he, could be. Yeah, he cleared waivers. So Okay, so he can be picked up. But uh, the, the question everyone's thinking is, does Kareem Hunt have a future in the NFL following the scandal yeah me personally i think he should i mean if fucking joe mixon has a has a future in the nfl kareem hunt should have joe mixon punched the woman in the face and got drafted in the second round by the crowded restaurant yeah lots of witnesses yeah ben roethlisberger probably be in the hall of fame yeah tyreek hill yeah. Well, let's not forget Ray Carruth. Ruben Foster. He's in prison still, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot going on. I I think that uh, it's a no-brainer. He's going to get picked up by somebody. Yeah, you'll get some bad press. Someone will say, oh, why would you put put money into this guy as a piece of shit human? They don't care. Nobody cares. This is money. If if Kareem Hunt's going to rush for 1,600 yards and get you 15 touchdowns a year, do you really care if he kicks some chick in a hallway? Probably not. Is that morally correct? No. This is a business. No, there's so there's some teams that are thinking morally and won't draft or won't won't pick them up. But then there's some guys there's some teams out there that are like, we really use a we really use a running back right now. I think if Denver picked up Kareem Hunt tomorrow, I would be excited about it. Regardless. Would you buy his jersey? No. Because I don't support domestic violence. But there is someone on this podcast who may or may not have a Kareem Hunt jersey. I do have one. Yeah, but then again, you did just say that you would be excited if the Broncos did pick him up. So, I mean. Yeah, I'd watch him play. I'd be excited to take us to the playoffs every year. So, I mean. Just because I own a Kareem Hunt jersey doesn't mean I support domestic violence. Let me just clear that. Let me clear that up. (laughs) Yes, it does. No one cares if you bought it over a year ago. They should, though. <laughs> yeah, they should. No, in all reality, I mean, speaking on just, I mean, Ray Rice, Tyreek Hill, you know, these guys who, Joe Mixon, worse situations, honestly, I think worse than what Kareem Hunt did are oh, by light years. Are fine. Tyreek Hill punched his pregnant girlfriend's stomach (laughs) with the baby inside. Yeah, but he has dreads and he talks cool, so it's fine. No, it's not that he has dreads and he talks cool. It's that he's fast. It's true. I mean, if you watch the video, okay, yeah, he pushes her to the ground, throws a little kick at her. I get it. Was she hurt? Was she? Could she get up and walk away? Did she need to go to the hospital? No. No, she was totally fine. I'm not uh, condoning pushing women to the ground and kicking them. I'm just saying that I think people are blowing it out of proportion. Because we don't know what was said or what happened. What did she do to him? Yeah, we don't know. Whatever she did to him was inside the room. Yeah, what if she pulled a knife on him or something? We don't know. No one knows. The only thing I don't like is that when the Chiefs questioned him about it, he lied. Yeah. If they're questioning you about it, they already know. They know something. So why the fuck are you lying? That's just stupidity. Well, then again, why would you keep him if you lied and you knew what happened and then release some of the video finally came out? Mm -hmm. They questioned him. I don't know when they questioned him. I guess I don't know. They questioned him in February. Well, I don't know if it was in February, but it was around the time that it happened. They questioned him. Okay. The Cleveland so, police. Actually, I think I, I'm pretty sure that was pretty much closed by the Cleveland police because they didn't even see this. The okay. footage. So if the film wasn't released, he'd still be chief. He would be. Yeah. So you could say that Kansas City's also on the wrong. There's some employee of that hotel could who's be. no longer an employee it, there who's doing pretty swell money-wise now. Yeah, they sold that shit to TMZ for a lot of money. But 
the Chiefs probably didn't see that video either. They didn't. So you can't really blame the Chiefs. <clears throat> well, I guess it depends, because you said if they're questioning him, questioning him, they obviously knew something happened. I thought they were questioning him recently. I didn't know it was back when the incident first happened. But if they did question him when it did happen and they knew what happened... Yeah, I'd give some Chiefs, you know. Yeah, then they got some flag give coming. Them an out. Yeah, if that's the case, the Chiefs yeah. are in the wrong in this. If they knew. Well, so is Kareem Hunt, but. Yeah. So, bottom line, does Kareem Hunt have a future in the NFL after this? Yes, 100%. He's going to get picked up by somebody he's going to play. Once the investigation's fully over and he's taken off the commissioner's exempt list or whatever, then and he gets a suspension and that's fully, they know exactly how many games he's going to be suspended. Then somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah, Absolutely. he'll play again. There's no doubt. It just won't be for Kansas City. Does any Did anybody actually see that uh, interview with Kareem Hunt with uh, Lisa Salters? I did. Yeah, it was really bad. I, didn't, I saw some of it. I didn't see the whole thing. What were your thoughts? I, it looked awkward to me. Like he, he looked like he didn't give a shit. Like he, he, was, he wasn't, you know... I don't think that even to this day he feels like he's in the wrong for what he did. So I'm thinking something happened. Something happened. We just don't know what. Mm -hmm. I just think he just said the right thing so that he won't be scrutinized as much. Yeah. But then again, if that is all he did, then I mean... I mean, to be honest, here's my breakdown of it. Yeah, he pushed a girl, kicked her. But then again, like all the articles I've seen, it was like Kareem Hunt brutalizes woman in hotel, and like just made it seem a lot worse than what the video actually was. Yeah. I mean, I get it, yeah. I mean, I would never hit a woman or push her, kick her like that. But I mean, there's been worse shit that has happened, and people in the NFL still have a job. Ray Rice or Ray Lewis Ray killed Lewis. a guy. Murdered somebody. Straight up murdered a guy. No one talks about it. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Life's Fucking good. murdered somebody. So, I mean, when when you put that, when you put it like that, yeah, like, Krim Hunt didn't really do anything, you know, like, super, super bad, I guess. But, I mean, he still is, is in the wrong, obviously. But, yeah. I think he needs to, to like, show some humility and admit that he was wrong because obviously it's out there. But like compared to Joe Mixon, who literally like walks into a restaurant and like straight up like suckers a girl in the face. I mean, that's way worse than what Kareem Hunt even did, in my opinion. So much worse. And if, you know, the chick did say that or did call him the N-word, I mean... I would say it's warranted. I mean, <laughs> you can't just, like, call somebody that and whatever else she could have said. I mean, yeah, I get it. But then again, women are still fighting for equal rights, even though it does sound pretty bad. But, I mean, when you call somebody name after name after name, especially if it's something like of that caliber, I mean, it's kind of, like, warranted in a way, I guess. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, so everyone's kind of on board with Kareem Hunt having a future in the NFL. 
I think he will. Probably not. Uh, obviously not this year. It's going to be probably half of next year, if not the entire season. Yeah, you probably won't see him back. until about 2020. Yeah, but he's young, so I think he can he can bounce back. Yeah, he's young. But well, what, uh, what does that say about the NFL, though? I guess it's a business. NFL. It's a business. Yeah, but do you think? But do you think the NFL is in the wrong? No, it's a business. We're here to make money. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, if you sexually harass somebody at your normal job, you're not getting a job. It's true. You're not going to get a job there. You get a job somewhere you else. You could like literally like punch a girl, and you're probably not going to get a job somewhere else. Yeah. If you're brought up on charges, which he was not. I just think because it's such on like a higher stage, and like the NFL is obviously yeah. built on winning. I feel like that's like the only reason why he would have a job. Well, yeah, that's just it. It's one. He was never brought up on charges. He was never arrested. Nothing ever happened. The video comes out X amount of months later, almost a full year, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can't really legally. There's nothing you can do if if the NFL wants to start being higher than mighty now. Oh, I am. I am holier than thou. That's fine. But you're going to have to pull about 12, 15 guys out of the Hall of Fame then. Mm-hmm. With domestic I mean, violence issues. I guess you could see it already happened kind of last year when they suspended Zeke for six games. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there's literally evidence saying, like, text messages saying that his girlfriend or thing at the time was literally texting a friend saying, like, set him up, frame him. Get money, but yet he's still suspended for six games. So, do you take, do you think Cream Hunt gets suspended more than six games, considering there's actual evidence? Probably. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to miss an entire year. And do you think an NFL franchise is going to make the leap? Yeah. I think so too, considering Urban Foster literally just got signed by the Redskins. Yeah, no, Kareem Hunt yeah. is a generational talent. He is I mean, an unbelievable if, talent. If people are going to bitch about Kareem Hunt, about being signed by somebody, like, pull your head out of your ass, because, like, Reuben Foster's literally been arrested more than one time. Yeah. And he's got a job, and he probably will have a job. He will. So, like, to me, as bad as it might sound, Kareem Hunt literally is, like, the magnitude of what he did is like almost nothing in an NFL world compared to what's been done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and me, me and DJ are talking about Ray, like DJ asked, he compared it to Ray Rice. That's, I I don't think it's comparable. I think think Ray Ray Rice is worse. I think, well, what Ray, what Ray Rice did was way worse. Plus, Ray Rice was towards the end of his career, so yeah, that nobody's gonna take a chance on a thirty-year-old who's literally one or two years away from not playing ever again. Yeah, what he because so Kareem Hunt's in his prime though, and he's got you got at least you know five, four, five years, six, maybe six left of him before he's you know Adrian Peterson's age, and he's doing okay. Yeah. 
But uh, so we're all kind of on the same boat as far as that. We think he will get picked up, but we do think he'll be suspended for at least 2019. I I wouldn't say the whole season. I'll say at least six games. No, I. I'm saying ten. The the amount of blowback right now is going to have. I think it's going to be damn near a full season. Before yeah, but I, I'm not going to say a full season yet until everything comes out. Until I know what she said or what she did prior to it all being caught on video, I'm I'm not gonna speculate that he's gonna get a whole year. Right. Okay. Because like if if it if it all comes out and it's like yeah she pushed him, hit him, this that, called him the n word and like that, I'll be like, I'll honestly feel like three games kind of bad for Cream Hunt, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, you can't just go around saying all that stuff and, like, hitting people and not expect some sort of blowback. Right. I mean, I get that's what we're supposed to do as men, but then again, like, we don't know what they were doing prior. Could have been a little little bunged up. I don't know. Not to say that's an excuse, but I'm just saying. Like, you just yeah. don't know. We don't know all the details, so. All right, so Cream Hunt probably will have a future. We'll we'll wait and see what the final word is on it. But following that, Mike McCarthy is fired by the Green Bay Packers after a twenty to seventeen loss to the Arizona Cardinals at home. Is Mike McCarthy to blame for Green Bay's issues? No, no. It's just that I. It always happens. There's there's going to come a point where your message is not coming through to not getting through to the players anymore. He's been it's just now was the time. It, it Well, it's probably been it, he probably could have got fired last year or was it last the year before? Yeah. Either way, <clears throat> the players just aren't responding to him anymore. Nobody gives a shit about Mike like they, they care about Mike McCarthy. But what he his coaching just wasn't getting through it anymore. And it was just time for a change. That's what I think, too. I don't think it was much to do with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it was that much to do with the record. I I just think it was it was time. It was time to move on. Uh, Mike McCarthy, though, as a head coach, I mean, you got a Super Bowl in 2010. Yeah, when championship he actually appearance. had a defense. In 2014, you get a championship appearance. In 2016, you get a championship appearance back in 2007. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, ten game seasons, ten win seasons. I think your last 12. I mean, it's that's, not a, nobody's it's not, that, it's not that he's a bad coach, is what no. I'm trying to say. Right. It's not that he's not winning, it's the fact that he's just, people are tired of it. And uh, whether or not it's his fault, it comes down to him at the end of the day. It's honestly, it's honestly pretty amazing that Belichick still gets through to his team. To be honest, for for the amount of time that he's been there. Yeah, well, I mean, how many terrible seasons have the New England Patriots had since Belichick's been there? None. Couple. Exactly. I, I, I can't even think of one off the top and of my head. terrible season is like 10 6. <laughs> yeah, okay. Terrib- that kind yeah. of terrible. Okay, good. I, I think the firing of Mike McCarthy should have happened when everyone else got cleared out. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of sends a bad message in a way. And like the way they fired him was kind of greasy in my opinion too. I mean, could have just let him finish out the season. You guys are basically already eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, they didn't even tell the team that he was getting fired. Everyone found out like on Twitter. And yeah. Uh, Adam Shafter, I mean, didn't really even, like, they weren't even able to hold, like, a team meeting or anything. It was just more or less, oh, hey, our head coach got fired when there's four games left. Like, I feel like it's pretty shitty. Yep. No, I think, uh, you know, I, I said it, like, week two or three of this podcast even, and I'm still with it. The fact of the matter is, it's not the coaching. It's not anything else. It's it's the Packers. That's that's what they do. You do nothing to help Aaron Rodgers. Nothing for a decade. And I would say you do nothing to help Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. So you're dealing with you're you're all eating a shit sandwich in Green Bay. Because they refuse to fuck around a free agency. They don't go up and get draft picks. They but they got Jimmy Graham well. this year, Don. They yeah, got Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, this Graham year. wasn't relevant in <laughs> 2012. Okay. They always go, they always make a splash at the tight end position. We're going to, we're going to sign Jared Cook. We're going to sign, what the fuck was that guy's name from the, uh, not, hmm. Sheldon Richardson. No, there's another. I think there was another Rams tight end that they. I'll get back to you on that. Anyway, I don't know, but either way, it, you're not helping out your team. It's the front office, okay, and the defense, because your I... defense has been terrible statistically for years, and no one's done anything to change that. Aaron Rodgers by himself can win you plenty of games. Honestly, I feel like everything or everybody should have been fired besides Mike McCarthy, honestly. I agree. Front office knew what the problem was, didn't ever do anything about it. And Mike McCarthy's tenure was there. Yeah. But here's the thing. Green Bay Packers fans will never admit that it's a part of the actual functioning team that isn't performing. They sure. won't admit if Aaron Rodgers is having a bad year. They won't. Never. No, he's he's best quarterback who ever lived. I'm not going to admit that. Well, you should. Take a look. at Peyton Manning's last year in Denver. Peyton Manning is an amazing quarterback. His last years in Denver? Worse than Blake Bortles. Okay. Not great. If you build a defense, you take some of that shadow away from the fact that your offense is struggling. I'm just curious to see if the, when they bring in the new head coach, if Aaron Rodgers is going to improve mightily, or if it was, maybe, maybe Mike McCarthy made Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. No, that's something to think about. Maybe Mike McCarthy came in what 2007? Something like that. Six, seven, midway through six, maybe. It's entirely possible. 
he's been there for Aaron Rodgers' whole career. Yeah. Like, his whole playing starting career. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers played Sherman for, what, a couple of years? A year and a half, maybe. But yeah. it could be. And we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, now, Aaron Rodgers is... I can't think of the word. Is is solidified enough as a quarterback to know that he's a tremendous talent? But did Mike McCarthy make? I don't remember people bitching about Mike McCarthy when they won a Super Bowl. I don't remember people bitching about Mike McCarthy when they went to three championship games. It's when you're not winning eleven games a season that they get upset. Well, let me tell you something, Packers fans. You're fucking spoiled, and I'm tired of it. You're yeah. spoiled. Don't blame the head coach because your players aren't performing. fact of the matter is, your defense, bottom of the league at best. Your offensive line is straight booty. You have no running game, and you never have. And Aaron Rodgers is aging. He's not doing that well. That's okay. We've all been there. We've yeah. all dealt with it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to not have a 12-win season, Green Bay. It's fine. This is the first time in a very long time you're not going to make playoffs. Outside of last year, when you sucked, but no Aaron Rodgers. But you're not that good. You're not. The weird Your thing is, though. Your offense is terrible outside of Aaron Rodgers. Your defense is terrible. Your coaching is just fine. It's the fact that your front office doesn't pick up players. They don't the put money is, in anybody. When Rodgers was out, the Packers were still in the hunt for contention there for like a few weeks. Yeah. So. It's like typical Packer fandom pressure. The front office is feeling it. They're like, all right, well, let's make a, let's make a change. Don't put Aaron Rodgers on waivers. No, don't 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 take him away for some fucking tremendous draft picks. If Baker Mayfield was in Green Bay today and Aaron Rodgers was elsewhere, Aaron Rodgers would have an okay season and Baker Mayfield would probably be 500 but improving. This is how the NFL works. You do well for a lot of years. That's fine, but eventually you decline. Eventually you're too old. You can't play. Aaron Rodgers is not the same Aaron Rodgers that we saw in 2010, 2011, 2012. This is 2018. He's old. He's allowed to suck. Is he going to have another five years in the NFL? Yeah, probably. He's How many of those are going to be? He's not allowed to suck, be? though. He's not in Green Bay. He can't. He's not. It's impossible for Aaron Rodgers to suck. Yeah, it's not his fault. That's bullshit. No, no, I'm saying they can't afford it. <laughs> their whole they cap, paid, their cap space is I tied said, up in Aaron Rodgers. That's why I said in week one or two, whenever we did the podcast about Aaron Rodgers' contract, two, three, four, somewhere in there, is he really worth that money? Okay. Peyton Manning, he had terrible play call a lot of the time. You know what he did? He changed the fucking play. Because he tr- he's a transcendent talent. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers totally dependent upon 
a head coach? Or is he a transcendent talent? Well, apparently the play call hasn't been that great, but apparently Aaron isn't that great either. Because he's the one, he's also changing the play calls at the line. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers has the ability to change the play and isn't doing it and they're struggling, does the blame still fall on Mike McCarthy? No. Apparently being apparently being Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator isn't as easy as it was to be Peyton Manning's. Peyton Manning's, you can call whatever the you could call whatever you wanted. Yeah. Peyton Manning's like, matter. nah, dude, we ain't playing. We, we ain't doing that. I ain't fucking with it. We can do Fuck. something else. Omaha. Yeah, exactly. And Peyton Manning, statistically, his playoffs, Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, he's probably not top five greatest quarterback. He okay, he's top five. But he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. But he's very close. And the whole GOAT argument with Aaron Rodgers is sickening. It, it is. Stop it. Get the fuck off the dude's nuts. He's not that good. Case in point. Oh, the play calls the issue. Really? I seem to recall Peyton Manning having bottom of the league defenses and a booty ass everything else. And still winning fucking playoff games. He's all. Peyton's Peyton always had a talented wide receiver. At least one. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, though, how many times did Peyton Manning have less than ten wins? Even with a interim head coach, a coach getting fired, bad play call, never, never, always. In the playoffs every fucking year. So to compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady, you can't even compare him to Peyton fucking Manning. Stop it. Peyton Manning is worlds better than Aaron Rodgers is. At least at this point. Peyton Aaron Rodgers has time yet. He has youth on his side, or at least some time, to change the argument. But right now, if I'm ranking the top five, he's not cracking the top he's not cracking it. He's not. You got Drew Brees. You got Tom Brady. You got Peyton Manning. You got all these guys who are tremendous quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers, who at the slightest inconvenience, maybe some bad play calling, sucks. Get the fuck off my nuts. Maybe he's not that good. Maybe take a look in the mirror, Green Bay. All your fucking season ticket holders are apparently part owners. Make a change. He's not that good. You wasted all your money. That's your fault. What are we, what are you going to say if the Packers went out with the change of Joe, with Joe Philbin at the helm? They won't. Then, what if they do though? It was just, they for won't. Shit, just for shits and giggles. If it happens, Don, if it happens and week 17, the Broncos might about... win out with Vance Joseph. That doesn't matter. He's still a terrible head coach. Yeah. Talent supersedes who's making those decisions. Just like Aaron Rodgers should supersede Mike McCarthy's play call, but he hasn't been. And it's so easy to sit there and say, oh, well, the play calls, it's not to his tenure. It's not to his liking. Well, seems to be the same guy was call- same guy was calling the plays and you want a fucking Super Bowl, so I don't want to hear it. Maybe the fact of the matter is you don't have the talent you need to be a top-tier NFL team. And that's not Mike McCarthy's fault. If they win out, if they do, it's a fluke. And they still don't make the playoffs. No one cares. 
True. I mean, there is a 5% chance that the Packers make the playoffs. Yeah, if everyone else loses and they win out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, enough of me hating on Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about Urban Meyer. Announcing it a career after the Rose Bowl game. He said, as soon as the Rose Bowl game's done, he's done. Apparently due to health problems and the impact that the obvious allegations and ugliness this season has had on him, he's calling it a career. And uh, earlier this season, obviously, I think he did have health problems. Or last year. Oh, he's had health problems for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a thing. Even back at Florida, he had health problems. That's why he originally stepped down from Florida. Yeah. How long do you think might uh, Urban Meyer's retirement lasts? Two years. I would say that as well. I was just going to say two years at most. Rumor mill says that he might go ahead and coach, help coach in uh, New Orleans. So, Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I know the NFL has been knocking on his door for a long time. I mean, you got to look at his tenure. Uh, he wins wherever he goes. Yeah. Bowling Green was there for a season. Winning. <laughs> yeah, Utah. We got it. No problem. Immediately winning. Florida. Immediately winning. Ohio State. Immediately winning. I, I just want, I can't get over his, his win-loss, his record. 186 yeah. and 32 is phenomenal. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He obviously has it figured out as far as college coaching. But on the same coin, if you flip it over, Nick Saban has it figured out as far as college football. Sucked absolute dick in the NFL as a coach. It doesn't transfer. No. It's a whole different style of coaching. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. You got kids in college just... Buying into whatever you're selling, trying to make the best of a situation to get to a new level at the NFL, you're already there. These you guys also, don't give a fuck what you have to say. You also have kids. Yeah. Like fresh That's out it. of high school kids. Yeah. See, I think college coaches, college coaches are good college coaches. Good college coach good college coaches are great are good college coaches would be great high school football coaches. Anything where, you know, that that type of coaching. When you get to the NFL, you're not really being their coach. Everybody knows what the fuck is going on. You get to the you get to the NFL. It's more of managing the team than it is like making sure the right decisions are made. You know, you're calling. You know, fourth down. Are we going for it? Punting. Whatever. That's what they're they're just managing the game. Yeah. Whereas in college, it's more you demand respect from your team. Whereas, uh, as a as an NFL coach, buddy, we make more than you do. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. If you're you're, more or less, you got to give respect to get respect. Right. Exactly. In a college football locker room, you show your coach some disrespect, you could be gone that day. And in NFL locker room, you show your coach some disrespect. Okay, let's go out on a limb here. Let's say Odell Beckham Jr. starts shitting on him for his coaching style. You gonna release him that day? No. You know, you know where he's going. 
the fucking Eagles or Dallas or anywhere else. Literally, any of the 31 teams would do it. Would take. I him. mean, he's literally come out and said coaching has been shit, basically. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Because he has more power than Pat Shermer. Tons. The fact that Pat Shermer is an NFL coach. coach is shocking. But that's not the point. Yeah. But then um, again, you can make the argument about Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's got a Super Bowl. Yeah, but no. I'm saying he was a college he football tra- coach. He's... Oh, yeah, he transferred well. Chip yeah. Kelly did not. Nick no. Saban did. Chip Kelly was exciting for a year. Yeah. In the it, NFL. He it, made totally, it totally depends on the individual. It's not necessarily the fact that, oh, because you coach college, you can't coach in the NFL. That's not what anyone's saying. I think most NFL coaches coach at the college level. It's paying your dues, earning rapport, getting to that level where the players respect what you're saying, even when they're making that NFL money. College, Not necessarily the fucking Vince Young college money, but NFL money. It seems to be that the best NFL coaches start at the bottom. Yeah, they, They're like the quarterback coach, and then they, they work their way to the top. Those make the generally, uh, not always, generally make pretty good NFL head coaches. Well, well they have to be around it to see how to do it. I think That's why there's all these coaching trees. It's just all about being like adaptive, you know. Like if Nick Saban, I I don't think Nick Saban would have a problem now, considering he's just rolled at Alabama. I feel like if he came over to some team in the NFL, I feel like he'd do just fine. Yeah. But it's it's more or less, I'd probably say more like a mental toughness aspect, I guess. Because, like, if you have, like, some young coach, like, fucking, the fuck's his name? Like, say if the Texas Vance, Tech head coach. Sean, was Shane like, McVay. Sean McVay. Like, Vance if the Joseph. Texas Tech head coach was, like, really good, and, you know, he's getting an NFL job, like, he was like he was basically a hype man for college kids, and like the way it goes now, I feel like if he got a job in the NFL, he wouldn't be very good. No, the, there's you got to have the fine line of like, you know, if if you're gonna be young and coaching in the NFL or come from college, like you got to have the fine line of being able to you know take take shit, but then you got to be able to give it back in a sense. Like, yeah, you can go in the locker room, have fun with your guys, but then again, like, when shit starts to hit the fan and someone's giving you stuff, you got to be able to defend yourself. Yeah. You got to be able to put your foot down at the same time, regardless of age. Like, Sean McVay, uh, how old is he, like, 34? 32, 33? Somewhere yeah. Somewhere there, yeah. He's obviously got to have some pretty good mental fortitude. Cause I'm sure there's probably guys older than him or just as old as him, you know, like, giving him shit, but he's like... Nah, dude, like, if you're going to fuck around, I'll fuck you up at the same time, you know? Yeah. yeah. But Urban Meyer, obviously, uh, retiring after the Rose Bowl. I think you'll see him back uh, at some level in the next two years. I'm not sure which one. I think uh, do, do the NFL is going to offer him a stupid contract somewhere. So, Do you think if he made the college football playoff, we wouldn't be talking about it right now because that wouldn't 
he wouldn't have stepped down. He wouldn't have made that announcement anyway. But do you think he actually would have stepped down if he made the college football playoff? Say he wins a national championship this year, somehow pulls off the miraculous, you know, four seed, beats Bama, you know, again. <laughs> beats Bama, moves on, beats Clemson, wins the national title. Are we even talking about this right now? Probably not. Uh, I'd probably say maybe still. Maybe a hell of a way to go out. Yeah. I feel like there's some lingering stuff that's going to be released, obviously. And then you're going to have the sanctions, probably. (laughs) Sort of sanction. We're going to have we're going to have Jim Trestle all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I feel like it was going to happen kind of regardless. Because it seems like each and every day, just getting closer and closer to some shit hitting the fans. So, what about what about uh, that assistant coach taking over though? How do you think he's feeling about that? Because he's been around. So if something is coming down the coming down the tubes, he knows it's coming, and he's take he's taking that job. So I don't. I wonder how he feels about that if something is coming. Fuck, you'll probably split after the after the Rose Bowl too, so <laughs> see ya. We don't know. Harbaugh's probably gonna probably gonna transfer to Ohio State so he knows what winning feels like. No, Absolutely. he might stay in Michigan so he can maybe actually maybe beat Ohio State and be like, Hey guys, I beat Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not happened. impressive. I honestly That's, as a Michigan fan was hoping Ohio State would stay or, or Ohio State. Urban Meyer would stay around. Hoping that uh Eventually, Jim Harbaugh would beat Urban Meyer, but uh, it's just not going to happen now. So it's just not going to happen. Not happening. Oh. So the college football playoff, we have number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. And number four, Oklahoma. And I, for one, am excited to see an Oklahoma-Alabama matchup. I'm not. I don't think I, I like I don't Oklahoma's think, offense a lot. I don't like their, their defense, defense one bit. Terrible. It has been. Their defense forever. is ranked like a hundred. I don't. I have it in the. I wrote it in a blog. But out of 130 teams in Division One, the Division One A football, they're like 120 something. They're like 124th. The their defense is ranked 124th. Yeah, I, I I don't see Bama losing. But I'm not even Because Bama can probably there, put it up is. just as if if Alabama was in the Big Ten or the fucking Big Twelve, whatever, yeah. they're probably still putting up just as many points as fucking Oklahoma. It more. Alabama actually plays against pretty rough defenses. Yeah. Puts up where the more. Big Twelve is literally offense. When when was the last time you've heard of like a sick defender coming out of the Big 12. Playing Brian Bosworth. Jeez, it wasn't, I don't even know if it was the Big 12 then. Yeah, it wasn't even the Big 12 then. <laughs> Maybe Brian O'Rakpo. And that was like seven years ago. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I got nothing. I, yeah. <laughs> they just don't come from there, though. Like, they I don't know how they how do they not recruit defense in the Big Twelve? If you literally have a defense in the Big Twelve, you're gonna win. Oh yeah, big time. You're gonna win. 
Somebody if, if I'm in the Big 12, I'm literally, like today, I'm literally just scouting anything defense. I need a five-star linebacker. I need a five-star yeah. cornerback. I, I give a fuck about my offense because you're going to put up points. Yeah. You, you just got to have a semi to somewhat capable of playing defense, defense to win. I yeah. mean, I don't, I just don't know if the Big 12 is like just so programmed to offense that like you can't build a good defense. Is or maybe wrong? the, maybe the know. offenses are so good that it's not even like recruits don't want, like you can't get a recruit to go play defense there. I don't know. But then again, how many sick quarterbacks come out of the Big 12? I mean, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's about it. RG3. You don't see too many guys coming out of Texas. Texas Tech besides Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Yeah, one one of every 14. How many teams are in that fucking conference? Like 14? 10? 12? I don't even know. Chris Harris Mark, Jr., Mark. Kansas. Keep to leave, Kansas. Yeah, but they weren't. What Chris Harris Jr. was? Did he go undrafted? Didn't he go undrafted? Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't. He made himself. He. Eric Johnson. There's not too many players. No, there's not very many. 12, I'm like, looking through like, the list yeah, right now. Defensively, I want that defender from a Big Twelve team. Daryl Stuckey. All right, we're reaching now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm looking through the every NFL team's roster as far as Big 12. And, uh, yeah, it's not great. Not a lot of good defenders. I, I think I listed, like, three out of the entire Big 12 so far. Jordan Hicks, Texas. It's bad. It's just bad. It's not good. We agree that it's not good. It's not good. I'm tired of looking at this right, list. Yeah. But anyway, back to the college football playoff. I don't think Oklahoma has a chance unless they put up, they somehow put up 70 points on that Bama defense. Yeah. Because Bama's gonna if two especially especially if two is playing, but Bama's going back and forth with Oklahoma. If Oklahoma's putting up points, so is Bama. In my eyes, I think their offense is going to hang with them. Will hang with them. No problem. I think Bama, I honestly think Bama wins by at least by 10, 15 points. Probably. I just, okay, what everyone thinks when they see this Bama-Oklahoma matchup, they want like this 64-62 to game. When in all reality, it's probably going to be like a 35-17 to game. So it's gonna be thirty-five to seventeen, or it's gonna be sixty-two to three, Alabama. Yeah, exactly. If, if it's gonna be a route, it's gonna be Alabama. Yeah, Bama's Bama's gonna come out on top. And the, I I don't think Bama's gonna have any issue coming out on top. Yeah, there's already articles released, like oh Alabama won the college football national playoff, national I, championship playoff. So, I wrote I wrote one of those done. Yeah. I, think, I wasn't even talking about that, but just in general, like from like ESPN. 
Number okay, so there's number the reason I'm saying that, I don't think Bama has any issue beating Oklahoma. The their toughest opponent is gonna be Clemson. And I don't think Clem I think Clemson loses by ten. They're gonna tie, yeah. probably a touchdown at least. Probably. Yeah, Notre Dame fuck Hunter it. Renfro ain't winning you a fucking national title. Okay. It's one guy. You put Notre Dame in an actual division, nothing. An actual, yeah, an actual. Nothing. Yeah. An actual conference. Yeah. Big 12, they're nothing. No, that offense isn't. Well, they're defense. They'll have a defense, so they might be successful. I meant to say a Big, Big 10, but. Yeah, okay. Big 10, they're nothing. Pac 12, maybe. Mm. Even in the Pac 12, I don't know. Okay, just, just to just to talk about, you know, the Big 12, you know, back to that a little quick. The top 10 rookie candidates for Rookie of the Year, none of them come from a Big 12 school. Three of them come from the Big 10. And then one's from South Carolina, one's from Wake Forest. One's from Boise State. One's from Colorado State. Or Colorado, sorry. Like, what's the Big 12 doing? Like, can they just not, like, build quality players besides, like, Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield? Oh, you got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech. West Virginia, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, and Baylor. So, no. Yeah, but a lot of them schools are pretty big names. Well, yeah, they are. So, you think right. that you would get some pretty damn good recruits to go to them. And when's the last time Oklahoma State was relevant in football? Brandon Whedon was there. TCU was relevant in football a couple Gee, years ago. A couple years ago. It hasn't been that long. Texas, Vince Young was there. Texas Tech, never. Patrick West Mahomes, Virginia, yes. <laughs> maybe when Noel Devine was running fucking 250 yards a game back in like 2003. Baylor, no. Iowa State, well, Baylor had all the sanctions, so yeah. Well, tough. Baylor Baylor's had some, kind of had some good defensive standouts too, but at the end of the day, they didn't do much. Kansas, Kansas State, it's not great. It's not a great football conference. As far as just competition and having great recruits. Yeah, but you would think they push a little bit harder. Was ranked number one in the nation for like four hours? Yeah. I remember. It's fucking awesome. Anyway, yeah, I think I think I think Clemson beats Notre Dame by twenty. I think Bama beats Oklahoma by 15, and then Bama beats Clemson by a touchdown or more. I think it depends Bama wins on the national the title. Quarterback for Alabama, honestly. If Tua's not hurt and Tua's playing, should be an easy walk. But if Jalen Hurts is playing, you might have a little bit of a hiccup. Might have a little bit of a hiccup. Yeah, it's possible. It is. 
Do we want to move on from this to the thir- week 13 games? Yeah, let's get her done. All right. <clears throat> we stretch. Starting off week 13, we're going to go over the scores. You get the Saints playing the Cowboys. Cowboys defense works some magic. Breeze look like Case Keenum, and the Cowboys win 13-10. to 10. You get the Bears of the Giants. The only thing Daniels was chasing that night was that ass pounding. And the Bears end up losing in overtime, 27 to 30. You get the Cards playing the Packers at home. Dirty Mike and the boys can't even win there. And he's fingered, fired, and the Pack lose again, 20 to 17. Colts play the Jags. No Bortles, no Bueno. Six total points the entire game. And the Jags somehow win 6 nothing. Baker shows some serious talent with three picks against Houston. Lamar's decrepit ass runs a gambit. Houston ends up beating the Browns in Houston, 29 to 13. You got Wham Bam Cam, Nate Dog Peterson playing the Bucks. Throws four picks, and the Panthers lose 24 to 17. At the Bills at the Dolphins, Josh Allen rushes for more yards than every other running back on both rosters, and the Bills still suck. They lose 21 to 17. You got the Broncos playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. Phil Lindsay makes Vontez Perfect look like an awkward toddler as he rushes for near a buck 60. The Broncos win again 24 to 10. Hashtag win out with your thing out. You got the Ravens playing at Atlanta. Suck me Suggs drops his nuts on Matt Ryan's face. RG3 tosses for 50% on the day, and the Ravens win 26-16. The Rams going to Detroit to play the Lions. Gurley makes the Lions defense look like a pile of wet pussies. The Rams win 30-16. Chiefs going to Oakland to play the Raiders. The Bay Area, Bay Area booty bandits almost steal one from the Chiefs, but Gruden loses in style. Chiefs lose. Chiefs win 40-33. You get the Jets going to Tennessee to play the Titans. I can barely think of a caption because no one cares, but uh, the Tennessee Mo Ponches win 26-22. Shout out, Mo. The Vikings going to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Good old-fashioned Foxborough fucking. Thielen and Belichick dealt with some obvious sexual tension near the sideline, but the Patriots still win 24-10. The Niners go into Seattle, and Russell pulls four touchdowns out of his shit pipe. The Niners lose again 43-16. Charges at Steelers on Sunday night. Philip Rivers puts up a point for every one of his kids, and his Mormon ass takes the Steelers to the cleaners, 33-30. Skins at the Eagles. The Eagles struggle to put away butt fumble, but end up winning, despite the fact that their season is virtually over. I actually finished 500 on the week. Uh, first four games were pretty rough. I got lost. All I was, was 9-7. and seven. Yeah, it was a rough week for me. 8-8. Eight and eight. It was a rough week for everybody. Bundy was nine and seven. I was nine and seven. You were eight and eight. And it's only because I took the Bengals over the Broncos to ensure that they would win. Yeah. Otherwise, I would also be nine and seven. Right. What week are we on? We're on. We're talking thirteen. We're moving to fourteen. Yeah. I got myself at eleven and five. On this podcast, absolutely not. Is that true? I, I think so. I had it written down anyway. So I yeah, picked the Dan Saints. Writes. They lost. I picked the Bears. They lost. I picked the Packers. They lost. I picked the Panthers, and they lost. I wish I had it. Did, wait, did the Dolphins win? Yeah. Dolphins won, yeah. Because the teams I, I think I got right. Did you right, take the Chargers or the Steelers? You, everybody, picked down, the, you, everybody picked the Steelers. So, yeah, I forgot. I I changed my mind there, and I said the Steelers. 
Okay. And then I maybe you're mixed. I, you and DJ both said, according to the notes that I had, that if Joe Flacco plays, you want the Ravens, and if the if he doesn't play, you want the Falcons. Joe Flacco didn't play in the Ravens one. That's where I got yeah, the other. It's a double whammy. It's all right. I'll take it. I'll take the knock on the chin. All right. You still you're still leading in winning percentage. Nice. 67.1% for you. Nice. And I'm 62.7. Don, 58.9. I like it. It's aggressive. Terrible. Uh, also, on my must-start must-sits were horrendous. Oh, my God. They were so bad. I said you must-start Jared Goff, but he had eight points. I said you must-start LaShawn McCoy, he had ten. Said you must start John Brown against the Falcons. If Joe Flacco starts, he didn't, but he only had zero catches. And then on my fucking flip side, I was like, well, Amari Cooper versus New Orleans. He ended up getting 13, which is still not great. And then for my tight end, I said, Matt Lacoste, Denver. But he didn't even get targeted. He only ran seven routes. (laughs) My my must-starts, I was actually not great. Uh, Two of them were good, two of them were bad. Ish, I said to start Russell Wilson. He had 24 points. That was such an easy game for him. He he only threw the ball like 16 times or something. It was stupid. Four touchdowns, no problem. Anyway, 24 points. Philip Lindsay, 28 points. He ran all over that Cincinnati defense. Um, Kenny Galladay versus the Rams. Kenny Galladay, eight points. What the hell, man? And then I also said Tyler Lockett, and he only had one catch for 52 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, he had so, a touchdown. Yeah, 13 points, not great. And then I said play to David Njoku versus Houston, and he had three points. So not good. Two and two and two on that one. Yeah, that's probably two and eight. Said so to start Andrew Luck, he had 10 and a half points. Said so to start Christian McCaffrey, he had 31. Said so to start Tyreek Kill, he had six. Said to start Greg Olson, who had 2.3 and got hurt. Yeah. Nice. I mean, but I'm pretty sure this next one makes up for everything. Because I said to not start Drew Brees, who had 7.8. There's that. And then I said to not start Aaron Jones, who had 15.2. Said to not start Odell Jr., who had 18. And I said to not start Gronk, who had 5.6. 50 50 on the knots. Yeah. Other than that, it was. Pretty fucking yeah. bad. I said not you, uh, expect Andrew Locke to drop an egg like that, though. No. My sits, I said, sit Matt Ryan. Uh, he only had seven, so it was a good call. I said, go ahead, sit Nick Chubb. He ended up uh, with a touchdown, ended up with 16. Otherwise, I'd be okay. I said, sit Doug Baldwin against the Niners. He had 10. Again, not great. So kind of in between. And then I said, sit Eric Ebron against the Jack. He had 16 points somehow. But the Indianapolis Colts scored zero points. Still at 16. Uh, Ten of those points were catches. Yeah. If you're in a PPR league, you got a lot of targets. He did not have a good day. He scored a touchdown. He he was 10 for 81. 10 receptions, 81 yards. He must have had a fumble if he got 16 points. He must have. I don't know. But My must-sits were uh, Tom Brady, 14 points. You don't want that out of your quarterback, especially. Well, I mean, whatever. Versus Minnesota, he had 14 points and calling that a eh. 
Uh, Marlon Mack had three points. That was a good call. Uh, Evan Ingram, tight end, said to sit him. Didn't even play. Good call. Nice. <laughs> Should have kept him on your bench. But his, uh, his replacement, that uh, Red Ellison, had eight points. So, yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I said to sit him versus Houston. He had 16 points because Jarvis Landry hates me. He's been sitting on my bench for the past five weeks or so. And uh, this week he decided to, yeah, I'll, I'll just score 16. I go, go fuck yourself, buddy. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Right, anyway. So not great for me. So I was, I was like four and four. You guys were like three and five, I think. Fuck, I'd say it was two and six. Yeah. Two and six. Three and five. I'll take three and five, but I don't think I was that good then. Uh, you're the only so the questionable one would have been I, I think I gave you a check mark for Amari Cooper. DJ. I mean, yeah, you're thirteen, but if he's my wide receiver one at thirteen points, I'm upset. Amari Cooper shouldn't be your wide receiver one though, so right. Yeah, you're Definitely not wrong. Should be. Definitely should be a flex. Right. One of my um, leagues is so deep, Emmanuel Sanders is my wide receiver one. Oh, so. uh, did you see, old boy? Uh, his Achilles. Don, this is where I'm breaking news to you, right? What? Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles today. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know we were breaking news. Yeah. Oh yeah, my he popped, ass. He, he popped his Achilles at uh, practice today. Yeah. Why is he even at practice? <laughs> That's a good question. Fuck's sake. Popping Achilles. Still on the bench, buddy. All right. Well, Cortland Sutton's all right. Uh, the Broncos are fucked offensively forever. Uh, that's great. I, I really, I really, I'm, I'm actually very happy that we broke news to you. It's much better this way. Chris yeah. Harris, broken leg. Don Manuel Sanders, torn Achilles. Don. Yikes. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Phil Plinsy's tearing his ACL. So. Philip Lindsay tears his ACL. I'm gonna eat a gun. No, I need I need to, I need uh, Lindsay to uh, remain in good shape here for fantasy playoffs. So. Yeah, same. Same. Let's not. Uh, no. Let's not wish. Take it back, please. Take it back. I take it back. Thank you. Sorry feel, about that. I feel better. I feel better. Would... I, I I think uh, Denver has an easy enough schedule from here on out that it's not really gonna matter. But at the same time, it it hurts. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders going down, especially when you traded away to Marius Thomas for nothing. So, yeah, let's, it'll be interesting because I know how much Case Keenum likes that Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, but I also got to look at like uh, how much of a factor has he even been the last couple of weeks of having a fantasy, and he hasn't really done much. But it's not even the fantasy football output; it's just the okay. It's third and five, and Emmanuel Sanders. Catches one across the middle and takes a lick for seven yards. You know, it, it's that. Yeah. Um. As far, just a just in a football aspect, having him on your team with Case Keenum was a good thing. Uh, as far as big plays and points and fantasy wise, no, he wasn't doing much. But yeah, just so in case you didn't believe me, kill myself. This is great podcast. I won't be on the podcast next week because I will have hung myself, but it's fine. So, anyway, oh. 
Oh, I hate myself now. Anyway, that's fine. Cortland Sutton's, the 13. Cortland Sutton's going to get 15 targets now. He needs that's the it. targets. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't catch many. He always catches like three, three balls. Games. Yeah. But yeah, for like 70 yards and a touchdown, though. Right. I know it's weird. <laughs> we get into the week 14 games here. Oh, I got to get the. I got to get updated. Uh, my up, I need updated uh, the spreads real quick. Give me a second. All right, week 14. We got the 4 and 8 jet tomorrow night. If any, I don't really plan on watching this game, to be honest. No. The full, they got the four and eight Jags at the six and six Titans. Titans are favored by four and a half. Lincoln Taking Jags. the Jags. Taking the Titans, nine six. Like I said, that the last time they met. Yeah, give me the Titans. I'm taking the Jaguars. I don't see Cody Kessler getting much past that Tennessee defense. I don't see Mariota getting much past that Jaguars defense. I'll definitely take Mariota over Cody Kessler any day of the week. A lot of people probably took Andrew Luck against the Jags defense. That didn't work out. Um, next game, we got the Jets 3-9 and nine at the 4-8 and eight Bills. They just keep getting better, these games. Wow, so good. I'm going to take the Bills. Purely on defense. Bills. Yeah, Bills Mafia. Pick six, they win six nothing because they miss an extra point. Hit the snooze, sleep, Ben. I'm on the Bills too. I don't even do we even have to talk about it? No. Nobody gives a shit about this game and nobody's gonna be surprised if the Jets win. Nope. No this, chance. Uh yeah. The Bills are favored by three and a half. I don't know if I said that before. But uh, yeah, I'm at the Bills. I'm at the Bills. Uh, and I think Josh Allen is going to be the difference because he's a great running back. <laughs> he's a tremendous running back. Um, Don't let him throw. Mm-mm. All right, next year, next year I'll take the train wheels off and let him throw. Yeah, they'll they'll go four and twelve, but that's fine. I mean, if they get a win this week, Don, they'll be five and eleven. So. Man, that would be a downgrade. Yeah, but Josh Allen was out for like four weeks, so it's true. Um, anyway, uh, Giants four and eight at the Redskins six and six. The Giants are favored by three and a half. I got yeah. the Giant. I got the Giants in this one. I have yeah. Saquon Barkley, the New York Saquon Barkleys, winning because yeah. uh, Bud Fumble will never win another game in the NFL. Probably not. No, that team's that that offense is. I I, need, I think they're on like their tenth set of guards for the year. Yeah, it's not good. They're on their third quarterback of the year. That that offense is just not looking good. Not to mention they don't even have a good wide receiver to throw the ball to. No. Jordan Reed's their best receiver. Josh Doxson. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. Big yeah. 12 player coming out of TCU with high hopes. True. But everybody on the everybody on the Barclays. Saquon yeah. Barclays, yeah. Okay. Um 
Saints ten and two at the Bucks five and seven. Saints are favored by eight. Should be yeah. favored by eighty. Should be. Yeah, definitely Saints. Wow, no good games so far. Saints are gonna be rattled losing the Cowboys. They're gonna come out and just fucking probably shit pump the old Buccaneers. So I hope Michael Thomas has three touchdowns. Me too. Might have four. I need it. Maybe five. Um, Pats nine and three at the six and six Dolphins. Pats by seven and a half. Pats should be favored by twenty and a half. Jesus. That Pats. being said, it, it's in Miami, so I think it'll be like a ten point game. I still think the Pats win though. Patriots. Patriots. We're talking about moving on. Ravens seven and five at the ten and two Chiefs. I honestly think this is going to be a close game. No. This is, this is going to be a close yeah. game. That defense is going, a defense in Baltimore is going to be, is, is good, is very good. But it's going to be close. In, uh, in, it's going to be close, as in like within 20 points close. Yeah. I got the Chiefs winning that one like 36 to 20. I want I I really do want Lamar Jackson to be successful. I watched him a lot last week, and it, he just can't really throw right now. There was no. multiple times where he had a wide open wide receiver, and he either overthrew him or just wasn't even near him. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs heavy. Chiefs, it. Chiefs all around. Yeah. Okay. Uh Colts six and six at the nine and three Texans. Texans are favored by five. Texans win by more than five. Uh the Colts literally put up zero points against the Jaguars. No. The Colts are not for real. Houston is though. Houston wins. Yeah, I think Houston's gonna continue the streak here. Yep. Ten games. Oh, uh, Panthers six and six at the Browns four and seven. Panthers are favored by two. I honestly have the Browns in this game. The Panthers look bad. I think Baker yeah. Mayfield has a bounce back week, and he throws for three touchdowns instead of three interceptions. Cam Newton was terrible last week. Four picks, Jesus. First, the Bucks. I'm going with the Panthers. Well, let's teach their own. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to have a day. He probably will. They need him to have a day. Yeah. He only got 31 fantasy points last week. He's going to get another 30 this week. Only 31. That's so disappointing, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna need I still a lost lot of, fantasy football, by the way. You're going to need a lot of Christian McCaffrey and a lot of checkdowns to Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah. Gone. Don, congrats, congrats on getting into the uh, the playoffs in our league. I appreciate it. I was the number one seed. I lost like four of my last five games. Now you're the five. <laughs> yeah, I'm the five seed, so that's pretty cool. Actually, it's actually kind of amazing the difference between how our seasons ended. You went on a downhill streak. You went from the one seed down to five seed. I went from like the eight seed to the two seed. I'm on a far, I'm on a first round bye after a five game winning streak. Here we go. Yeah, my team just straight absolutely shit the bed. 
after like week six. Your team is made up of Christian McCaffrey and who's your other running back? Saquon. That's your team. Other than that, the rest uh, yeah. of your team's garbage. Yeah. If they have okay days, I'm losing. I got Mike Evans, Muhammad Sanu, George Kittle, Isaiah Crowell, Chiefs D, Mason Crosby, and Andrew Luck, as well as Jared Goff. And uh, it's not good. It's not, not good. The, not the worst team ever, but. No. But uh, they they just straight up shit the bed after week six. So. Anywho, um, Bundy, who'd you have on that one? I took the Panthers. Okay, Panthers. Moving on. We have the Falcons, four and eight at the four, seven, and one Packers. Packers are favored by five and a half. Yeah, taking the Falcons. Matty Ice needs a win. Yeah, don't even care to talk about it. The Packers are on a slide. Atlanta needs it. Atlanta. I'm on the Atlanta really need it, though. No. No, Matty Ice does, though. Needs it for his confidence. You know what? What the fuck? No. 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 Let's, let's Let's rewind this. Taking the Packers. Mm. It's in Green Bay. Atlanta's defense is horrendous. And their offense hasn't done much of anything lately either. Yeah, I'm on the Packers as well. I was also on the Packers. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and that offense are going to respond well to Joe Philbin. So. Yeah. I think they probably uh, do some damage here. I think the Packers and I take the spread. Five and a half? Give me it. I think they went yeah. by seven. Yeah, yeah, Falcons not in a dome in Lambeau. Probably cold, probably snowing. I don't like the chances. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the chances against the Cardinals in the same type of deal, but... We'll see what happens. At I the end of like the day... I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be making the play calls, honestly. Probably. It's probably worse for the team than anything. Could be. Anyway, uh, Broncos six and six. Niners two and ten. Broncos by four. I think the Broncos win by six. <laughs> Phil Lindsay runs all over this Niners defense. I think the Broncos win by twenty, but I'm going to take the Niners to keep the streak alive. Bundy. I mean, Nick Mullen did lead the NFL last week in passing yards of four hundred fourteen. Saber Max stat of the day. Anyway, I don't foresee the 49ers winning. Give me the Broncos. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I think even with Emmanuel Sanders out of the lineup, breaking news, uh, I think I think the Broncos' offense is going to do just fine and their defense is going to do just fine. They're going to make Nick, Nick Mullins their bitch. And uh, Broncos win. Keep it on. Keep it on moving. Um, Bengals five and seven at the nine and three Chargers. Chargers by fourteen. Yeah, the Bengals suck. Nine or Chargers win by a lot. Chargers win. Chargers forty-five to ten. Yeah, probably. 
Eagles, six and six to seven and five. Cowboys, Cowboys, three by three and a half. Probably America's game of the week, if I had to guess. I would guess so. I'm also going to take the Eagles. <laughs> you think so? Carson Wentz, he's going to throw four tutties. I hope Ertz scores three of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I not think, four, uh, give me give me all four. I don't. I'll take all four. I think the Eagles are going to take away Zeke, and it's going to be left to Dak to to make something happen. Sure didn't so, happen uh, last time around. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I think the Cowboys win, but I'm still picking the Eagles because of superstitious reasons. Same. Same as the Broncos-Niners game. I am taking the Cowboys because I honestly think the Cowboys are going to win just like each of you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yep. I'm going to get it. I'm going to take an easy W here. Yeah, I 100% think the Cowboys win this game. But, fuck the Cowboys. Eagles win. Shout out to my man, Dave Killian. You're an animal. Big Eagles fan. You get one this week. He does, uh, but doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really. Um, Lions, 4-8 and eight at the 3-9 and nine Cardinals. Jesus Christ. Nobody's going to tune into this game. No one's going to watch. No one's going to watch, and the Lions probably win. Lions. Worth talking about? No. Cards. David Johnson runs all over this Lions defense. Josh Josh Rosen goes like 9 for 21 for 186 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, and... I'll raise Two you. Picks. Okay. Nine for thirty-one. Uh huh. Sixty-seven yards. One rushing touchdown. Three picks. I'll raise you. He goes twelve for twenty-nine. Two hundred and ten yards. One touchdown. Two picks. But David Johnson has two. And the Lions still win. Okay. Um, next matchup, we got the seven four and one Steelers to two and ten Raiders. Yikes! Pittsburgh's favored by ten and a half. Yeah, it should be favored by a hundred and ten and a half. Jalen Samuels two tutters. James Connors out. Doesn't matter. I know. I said Jalen Sam. I'm saying his replacement's gonna have two two tutters this week. Oh, yeah. That's all. No, the the Raiders are so so bad. So put up a bad. Fight, put up a fight against the old uh, Chiefs, though. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. I John think Gruden this... is losing out to get draft picks, and he's doing a good job of it. Steelers win. Yeah, Steelers have a bounce back performance after just completely falling in the second half last week. Yeah, I'm uh, everybody. I think everybody's on the Steelers, um, which moves us into our Monday night game. We have the 11 and one Rams at the eight and four Bears. Rams are favored by three. This is interesting. Is Trubisky playing yet? He's questionable still. If 
Mitchell Trubisky plays, I'm back in the Bears. If Chase Daniels plays, taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams either way, honestly. As much as I don't want them to. I don't, I, I don't I, think Todd Gurley's going to have the impact. I think Jared Goff, when left alone, is not a tremendous quarterback. See, I think here's why I think opposite of that. I think that Todd Gurley is going to have a huge impact on this game. I think Todd Gurley is going to run all over this goddamn Bears defense because fucking Saquon did it. Gurley's offensive line is way better than... Saquon did it, but like I said, if Mitchie is playing, yeah. how often are the, is the defense on the field? Not much. Yeah, exactly. If it's Chase Daniels, yeah, Gurley's going to have a day because he's going to be out there every two and a half yeah, minutes. Yeah, but who's to say Trubisky's going to last the whole game? There's that, too. Who's um, to say yeah. Trubisky is going to be the same person before the injury? I'm going out on a limb. No, I'm not. Bears lose 24-21. <laughs> Greg Zerline, last second field goal. Yeah, it should w. be a good game if Trubisky plays anyway. I hope he yeah. does, just for people watching. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. Rams win by three if Trubisky wins. If Trubisky, if Trubisky plays. If Trubisky does not play, Rams win by 10. That's fair. Safe bet. And uh, Monday night game, Vikings six five and one or something like that. At the uh, seven and five Seahawks, Seattle's favored by three and a half. Okay, they should are. be. You don't want to be playing in Seattle at this no. time. I don't give a That's shit. Who you are. Seattle's winning out. <laughs> yeah, Seattle's not going to lose. Well, Seattle. I don't think. Well, they have a, they have a, they play the Chiefs later on. That'll Doesn't be a matter. good game. In Kansas City or in Seattle? No, in Seattle. Oh, yeah. In Seattle, Seattle, Seattle's winning out. I'm going to call that right now. Russell Wilson's on a roll. This offense is on a roll. Defense is on a roll. This team is just on a fucking roll. Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Wouldn't want to play them right now I also wouldn't Bears. want to play the Giants right now to be honest All right, partner. keep on rolling baby you know what time it is sorry that limb biscuit was necessary wow. it's aggressive Sorry. It's aggressive. I like it. Though. You obviously have some disdain for your father. We get it. <laughs> yeah. I really, I was really hating my dad on Monday with the music I was playing. Yeah. Hate my but, stepdad, Terry. Drinks all my Mountain Dew and does a lot of sex with my mom. Yeah, it's terrible. Moving on from the uh, week 14 pickums, we got the must-start, must-sits fantasy football-wise. 
a lot of people shooting into the playoffs after this past week. So fantasy football is uh, nearing an end, but we'll still make some picks. Um, I must start QB, Ben Roethlisberger playing Oakland. No-brainer. Yikes. Probably ends up 35 points. My must-start quarterback, Baker Mayfield versus Carolina. Uh, Carolina's just not good on defense. Uh, I think it was it was a rough week for Baker last week, but uh, Carolina's been making other all quarterbacks that they play look like studs. And Carolina for the season is 25th in points to quarterbacks. I think Baker has three touchdowns this week and gets a W in Carolina. Reverse Carolina. I don't know if they're. I don't know where they are. I think they might be at the Browns, but even though I picked him to lose, considering conditions, I'm still going to say Matt Ryan should be a start this week. On behalf that he did kind of get screwed over last week by the people who were trying to catch the ball because they had a lot of drops. Matt Ryan could have had a bigger day than what he did. Oh, Julio with a two receptions for 18 yards. What the hell is that all about? Calvin Ridley dropped. I don't know how many passes. It was just not good. Muhammad Sanu, not good. No. All right. Moving on to running backs. Uh... My must start running back Chris Carson against Minnesota. I think uh, Seattle pounds him. Stays on the field. Hands up with a couple tutties. Hmm. That is a tough matchup. It is, but I like it. Because it's Seattle and it is December. Okay. Um, I am going with Austin Eckler versus Cincinnati in a bounce back week. Cincinnati is, uh, allows the most points to running backs. I think Eckler's going to get back involved in the pass game and the run game. <sighs> I think most of last week can be attributed to Pittsburgh's defense. Or, I mean, their run defense is actually very good. Um, and he just was getting hit. He had two yards in the backfield every time he touched the ball. Um, but I think since his defense is bad enough that even Justin Jackson will get a possible flex play out of this. That's so I rolling with Austin Eckler, possibly even Justin Jackson as a flex play. Contrary to last week when I said to sit Aaron Jones, I'm going to go ahead and say start Aaron Jones against that mediocre Atlanta Falcons defense. I don't even know if they're mediocre, honestly. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. For wide receivers, I have, uh, especially with Emmanuel Sanders being out, Cortland Sutton at San Francisco. I think he's going to have 10 targets, probably. Probably seven catches. Probably a buck 10. Touchdown or two. He's going to be a big part of that offense, especially now. Wide receivers, I have two um i'm saying start robert woods and brandon cooks for chicago chicago they may be a good defense actually allows a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers uh, i think this bears defense is going to get lit up uh and especially if the ground game gets going with Gurley, 
Um, yeah, I think these two are going to be a must start this week. If you have them, you're playing them. I wouldn't be scared of Chicago's pass defense. Yeah, and I'm sure as hell not going to be scared about Oakland's pass defense. So if you got Juju Smith Schuster and Antonio Brown, go ahead and start them. 100%. Must sits. People you'd think should not play. Jared oh, Goff. Tight end on. Must start oh, tight fuck end. my tight end. Sorry, Ebron. Forgot about you, homie. How could I? You fucked me every time I mention your name on this podcast. I'm going to say you should start him and guarantee he gets four points. But oh, because I true. said start him, I'm saying to start him, you should sit him. Because he's going to have three points. Three, four. He's going to have four catches, two yards, zero touchdowns. Because I said start him. But Ebron, go ahead. I might must start. Tight end is Jared Cook versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh allows, or is 30th in points to tight ends. He seems to be David Carr's favorite target. He's pretty much the only reliable receiver on that Oakland offense. Um, he's on a three-game touchdown streak, and I think that'll continue this week. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, take the safe bet here. I'm going to go ahead and start George Kittle because the tight ends, and he's probably one of the best tight ends in the game right now. So, really don't have an option. Yeah. I don't think he has a right-home-to-mom type day against Denver, but he might. I mean, he's probably the only somewhat over-the-top weapon that they currently have, so. <laughs> I mean, you got yeah. Pettis, who had, what, like, one big catch last week. Marquise Goodwin's hurt. He's actually not hurt. He's just out for personal reasons, I think. But, yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, either way, he's not playing, so. um, Good call. I always start Kittle. I don't care if he's playing Denver. I'm starting him, hoping mm-hmm. he gets a garbage-time touchdown or something. But on my must-sits, I got Jared Goff against Chicago. I think uh, I think Khalil Mack is going to scare him. He's frail. He's a honky. I don't like him, especially fantasy-wise, because I've had him on my team, and he's disappointed me. So if if Chicago can get to him, I would say you absolutely need to sit him because he's going to make mistakes. And Chicago has been cleaning up in the old pick six category. And I think he might be victim to that. Go ahead and sit him. I hope so. Um, my must say quarterback is Kirk Cousins versus Seattle. We don't want to. We don't want to mess with Seattle. We just don't. No. 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 Seattle. Is 11th in points to quarterbacks, and it's Kirk Cousins in a primetime game Monday night. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in the primetime games. Sit Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins barely plays well at 4 p.m. anytime, so it's fair enough. I'm in the same boat with Donald. I said uh, starting Jared Goff might not be the best choice this week, so. Yeah. You have a somewhat viable option other than Jared Goff. You should yeah. probably start him. I got and if you Luck. have Jameis Winston versus New Orleans, I think that's a good option. It's not a terrible option. Yeah. But there's also there's more there's a lot of risk in that too, though. Yeah. High risk, high reward. 
I have Andrew Luck against uh, Houston, and I'm starting him over Jared Goff. So I don't expect Andrew Luck to do poorly two weeks in a row. Let's see what I'm happens. I'm going to take the gamble. Uh, yeah, must... to touch on the Goff, you know, Winston situation, I'm going to take the high-risk, high-reward James Winston over knowing Jared Goff could have a very, very tough week against the Bears, considering he had a pretty tough week against what the fuck did they play? The Lions. Yeah. yeah. And considering James Winston actually didn't do too terrible last week, I'm going to take a very, very not-so-safe pick in James Winston over Jared Goff because they're both kind of toss-ups. Right. That's fair. My must-sit running back. I'm going to say anyone running the ball for Minnesota against Seattle. I don't care who it is. Don't start him. You're wasting your time. Stop it. Pick someone else. Um, I'm saying that my must-sit running back is Spencer Ware versus Baltimore because you really shouldn't play anyone versus Baltimore, really. I mean, Kansas City, you're going to play Patrick Mahomes. You're going to play Travis Kelsey. You're going to play Tyreek Hill just for the, the upside. And Kelsey's got a good matchup. Uh, Baltimore actually allows a lot of points to tight ends, but they don't allow a lot of points to quarterbacks and wide receivers, uh, but or running backs. So uh, Baltimore actually allows the least amount of points to running backs, and I think Spencer Ware is going to be a touchdown dependent flex this week, not a RB two, not a RB. He's you don't have to start him this week. He's a I would sit him this week. First Baltimore that doesn't allow that many points to running backs. So, yeah. Uh, My turn. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say not to uh, not to start Tyreek Hill against the stingy Baltimore defense. I don't. Uh, Tyreek Hill is your running back? Oh, my bad. Don't start Todd Gurley against the Bears. I don't feel like Todd's going to have that good of a week. He didn't really have a sick week last week against the Lions. Bears, my ears ahead on defense, in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. You got to... If you got a little bit of a if you got a little bit of a safer bet running back, I'd probably take him. And let's be honest. Those who have Todd Gurley, the majority of you who have Todd Gurley, probably on a buy this week. Probably. Probably yeah. probably sitting pretty. You're probably probably doing okay. In in my in my brother's league. Let me pull up the stat real quick. I, I, just let me do it real quick. Okay. He's number one in the league, by the way. Yeah. Person who owns Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had 28 points last week. Then he had a bye. And then 
week 11, he had actually a pretty rough week against KC. He only had eight points. Then he had 22 points. He only had 13 points against New Orleans. Then he had 27 points. 26 points. 33 points. 28 points. 21 points. 21 points. 29 points. 19 points. So that's not PPR. Essentially, if the Bears put up numbers offensively, and they're in a, we have some sort of shootout game. Todd Gurley's not going to be too involved. Probably not. Okay. That's fair. Moving on. Don. We had the, for wide receiver, I said Alshon Jeffrey slash Golden Tate against the Cowboys. Don't start him. Look what they did to the Saints. They're playing at home again. They're feeling it. Just knocked off one of the best teams in the NFC. I, I would be afraid to start anyone for the Eagles against the Cowboys. As far as fantasy points go. Why you go ahead? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sit uh, Tyreek Hill against Baltimore. Uh... He didn't have a good week against the Lions. I don't expect him to have a very good week against the Baltimore Ravens, who are one of the top defenses in the league, if not the top defense. So, if you got Conley, you know, maybe start him. Someone else other than Tyreek Hill might be a safe bet. But, if you're a boomer bust kind of a guy, Tyree kills your guy. I am going to say that you should sit Kenny Galladay. Versus the Arizona Cardinals. Kenny Galladay doesn't hasn't done well in good matchups. Last week was a good matchup with the Rams. He didn't do that didn't do that well. Um, he's got a tough matchup with the Cardinals, who are thirteenth in points to opposing wide receivers. I think Galladay is going to have a tough time. Plus, he's banged up, questionable. Got uh, quad injury. So, yeah, uh, sit him. Fair enough. Uh, honestly, I was scrambling there. I had Golden Tate and Alshon Jeffrey as well. So, nice. For uh, tight ends, I'm going ballsy here. And I know for a fact that if you have him, you're going to start him. But I'm saying sit Travis Kelsey against the Ravens. I think they're going to look for him a lot in the red zone. And I think it's going to lead to some turnovers. Maybe they get a little squeamish on them. They kind of use them more as a decoy than anything else uh, in the scoring end of things. He probably ends up with like seven, eight points, maybe up to 10. But he's not going to have the tutter, which is what's going to matter. 
I am going to say sit Cameron break versus New Orleans. New Orleans is second in points to tight ends. Uh, the volume really just isn't there. He's had no more than three catches this year, no more than 36 in a game, no more than 36 yards in a game this year, all of which his his ties for the year were last week versus uh, Carolina. He had three catches for 36 yards, which were his highs this year. Um, he's had three touchdowns all year. He's got a tough matchup this week. Very touchdown-dependent, risky play. I say sit right this week. Second week in a row, but I'm going to go ahead and say to uh, give Gronk a seat on the bench. He hasn't been what he had. He, he hasn't been what he's usually been. I feel like he's also a little banged up. Seemed a little hurt last week. Dolphins. Not a huge slouch, but still. I don't think uh, starting Gronk would be the best choice at tight end this week. But, I mean, obviously, if you have him, you have to start him. I mean, That's not entirely, not entirely true. I know some. I I know of a team that has Gronk that has a better option this week. But but if you don't, just I mean it sucks because some people I mean some people really reach for Gronk in drafts. Oh yeah, Gronk's gone in the second round in some leagues, third round. I you know the in like the last four years I've drafted Gronk has probably gone top four, top four rounds. Yeah. Yep, maybe switch sure. the fifth round. Hasn't uh, panned out this year. No. But with that, quick review, guys. Who you got this week? Must start, must sit, both of them. All right. Must start. I got Ben Roethlisberger at Oakland. I got Chris Carson against Minnesota. I got Cortland Sutton against the Niners. And I got Eric Ebron against Houston. And then for people I think you should not play, I have Jared Goff against Chicago. Uh, any running back for Minnesota. Golden Tate slash Alshon Jeffrey against the Cowboys. Then I got Travis Kelsey against the Ravens. I said to start Matt Ryan at quarterback. Aaron Jones at running back. Uh, totally forgot who I said to start at wide receiver. Juju and A.B. Yep. Start Juju and A.B. And uh, start George Kittle. Sit. Jared Goff, sit Todd Gurley, sit Tyreek Hill, and sit Gronk. I said to start Baker Mayfield versus Carolina, start Austin Eckler, and or and Justin Jackson versus Cincinnati, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks versus Chicago, and Jared Cook versus Pittsburgh. My um, must sits. You got to sit Chris or. Uh, Kirk Cousins versus Seattle. Sit Spencer Ware versus Baltimore. Sit Kenny Galladay versus Arizona. And sit Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait versus New Orleans. Fair enough. Hashtag facts, fam. Absolutely. Putts, Savage. You guys got uh, anything you'd like to uh, talk about? I mean, putts of the week would be cream hunt, obviously, but yeah, for obvious uh, reasons. We, we, we've already touched on that. Yeah, uh, my putts of the week going to be Packers fans for uh, blaming Mike McCarthy for the fact that their team isn't as good as they think they are. Uh, the fact of the matter is, your team 
just isn't as good as you think they are. It's not Mike McCarthy. You have no talent. Probably true. Bun, do you got anything? Just cream hot. I mean, right. yeah, it wasn't too malicious, but then again, it's just one of those situations where it's like, yeah, you know, if she did some shit, whatever. But then again, if it's me, and I'm a grown-ass man in the NFL making millions of dollars, and I'm actually good, I am not putting myself in any sort of position to lose out on that money. No word, no action, no nothing could force me enough to lose out on big paychecks. I mean, if I had the money, if I was in Kareem Hunt's shoes, me personally, probably living a similar life to what I'm living right now. I don't go, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with anybody who's not close to me. I, I just don't, I keep. I keep my I keep it close. I don't like I'm kind of a hermit, but I'd probably be even more of a hermit if I, I was a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. To but, be fair, like, he was making league minimum, which is like 550k. Yeah, I don't care. That's five times more than what I make. Yeah, yeah. And but just think, he's not just, a millionaire. Just think of how much money he would have made. Pre, like after the fact, after yeah, his first especially career. after his rookie season. Yeah. After his rookie season, he's getting paid. Yeah. Now he's gonna get paid less than now, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Had he would have he... been making like fourteen, fifteen a year. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm a hermit, but I mean I'd probably fucking go to work, aka practice, film, whatever, go home, Xbox. Yeah. Go home, sleep, wake up, practice Xbox, you know. Yep. Yeah. I, and, and there's like other people like you know some of my friends are like yeah right you know why would you want to do that it's like because like you literally get yourself in one bad situation even though it's not even remotely bad you could lose on a lot of money i'm not putting myself in that kind of position if if i know i'm good at football and i can make millions and millions of dollars i'm just gonna live a simple life there's no, there's absolutely no need for me to go to strip clubs and fucking blow a hundred thousand dollars. There's no reason for me to be fucking around and drinking all the time. Like, there's literally zero reason. You got the world by the balls. You're playing football, making a lot of money, and you're on a fucking potentially Super Bowl bound football team. Like, no. I ain't going to do shit to put anything in jeopardy like that. Fuck, if it was 250k, I ain't fucking 100k. Fuck. I ain't doing much to fucking piss that away, I tell you that much. Yep, that's fair. Um... For me, my my putts and savage are the same people. I have two. So I'll start with my savage. I'll lead off and then end the putts. Um, Travis Kelsey, 12 receptions, 168 yards, two touchdowns, almost three. His third one was called back. 
38 PPR points. Keenan Allen, 14 receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. 36 PPR points. Combined for 26 receptions, 316 yards, and three touchdowns. 74 PPR points. And Damian is out of the playoffs because of those two on the same team. Yeah, I'm out, of, I'm out of the winner's bracket. Lost by six. To hell with all these people. Spencer Ware, I needed more out of you. I needed more out of you than just one touchdown. I needed one of six targets, Tyreek Hill. Can we catch a second one for another, I don't know, 60, 50, 60 yards? Zach Ertz literally just needed a touchdown. All I needed. One touchdown, Damian wins. Tariq Cohen. You decided last week to have a career day. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Austin Eckler, you're a bitch. Adrian Peterson, fuck you and your 90-yard TD, you old bastard. Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, everybody else I just mentioned, thank you for single-handedly ruining my weekend. I appreciate it. Yeah. Nice. I like it. It's aggressive. To be fair, you lost by six. I lost to one of my leagues by point zero six, which knocked me out of the playoffs. Actually, .06. I got another putz here. Okay. Just seen the article. Winston Moss. Packers fire top assistant Winston Moss hours after tweet about Aaron Rodgers and coaching search. He tweeted, ponder this. What championship teams have a great leadership, period? It's not the offense guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that's going to hold number 12 and everybody in the building to Lombardi standard. December 4th, he tweeted, the Packers have informed me that they're letting me go. Hashtag thanks, Twitter. <laughs> I like it. I enjoy nice. it. It's funny. Why, why would you go to Twitter that's another thing, too. Like, these athletes on hey, Twitter. Why? I would stay off of it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be honored, Good. but I wouldn't tweet stupid shit. Yeah. Like. Twitter, why are you doing that? Twitter can easily lose your job just as easy as it is to go to a strip club and fucking do this and that like a night before a game. Go to a nightclub or something. Like That's stupid. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't either. But hey, maybe that's why I'm not a multi-millionaire. I don't do stupid shit. Probably. Yeah. Probably. If you start true. filming me doing stupid shit, I'll be on World Star and make millions of dollars. All right. I have one savage of the week. It's Philip Lindsay. I mean. Jesus. What, so good. What happened? How many teams passed on him? How many times for him to be arguably one of the best rookie running backs in the NFL? I'm trying to think of a, like, there's Saquon and then who? Yeah, Saquon, Philip Lindsay. It's only two. Missing. Is there anybody? Me and Nick Chubb started the whole year. Sony Nick, Michelle. Nick Chubb. 
Nick Chubb's had a good year, but I think Philip Lindsay has been more consistent. Well, Nick, Nick, Chubb, weeks. Nick Chubb was on the bench for... Yeah, exactly, which is fine, and I'm not saying he's not talented, but as we're talking about Nick Chubb, running backs who've played. For, for what he did play, he did make the most of his opportunity. Yeah. Three, three carries, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Anybody remember that? Yeah. But no, I mean, this, this guy just came out of nowhere and took the NFL by storm. And he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and I'm a huge fan. What's the stat? Does is Saquon Barkley and Philip Lindsay do they have the same amount of rushing yards, or close, close. to? Or no Saquon idea. Barkley's only got like 100 yards more rushing on 40 less carries from Lindsay? Yeah, it's something like that. Because Saquon's more of a threat in the passing game than anything. Like Philip Lindsay's averaging. Like five yards a carry. He's averaging six yards a carry. Yes. Okay. And Saquon's third, probably averaging like three and a half. Third best to rookie running backs. Two was Barry Sanders, and one was I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he's a he's an animal. If Saquon falls off here in these last few weeks, and Lindsey keeps piling it on, I think. He's a clear front runner for a rookie of the year candidate. Offensive rookie of the year. Offensive, yeah. But if Saquon keeps getting, you know, 30 fantasy points a game, then it is what it is. But Philip Lindsay's still a strong runner up. For a oh, guy yeah. that so nobody knew. He wasn't even drafted. So let me just compare you side by side. Okay. I'm going to read you Saquon Barkley's stats, and then I'll read you Philip Lindsay's stats. Yeah. Saquon, and obviously, I'm just talking rushing here. We, yeah. all, we all know Saquon is a huge threat in the pass game. But rushing. Saquon Barkley has 195 carries for 954 yards and eight touchdowns. Nice. 4.9 yards per carry. Not terrible. Not I mean it's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Okay. Philip Lindsay, hundred and fifty-four carries, nine hundred and thirty-seven yards, eight touchdowns, six point one yards per carry. They have the same amount of TDs rushing, and Philip Lindsay is only le- he's less than twenty yards on forty less carries away from Saquon. Yeah. If Saquon wasn't catching 10 balls a game out of the backfield, Philip Lindsay would overshadow him tremendously. And that being said, Saquon Barkley was taken second overall in the NFL draft, and Philip Lindsay did a work at like a pro day. You know, he just like tried out. You know, that's crazy. To give you an idea of how much more Saquon is involved in the pass game than Philip Lindsay, Saquon has 74 receptions. And Philip Lindsay has 25. Yeah, three times as many. But yeah, I, I like Philip Lindsay a lot. Big fan. He needs to get paid as soon as he's eligible to be paid if he keeps this up. If the Broncos don't, somebody will. Somebody's going to, yeah. I think Denver has to. 
they're going to release Emmanuel Sanders after this year for sure. See what happens. Will be an interesting offseason. Yeah. Anyone else got anything else? No, I'd just like to clarify that my putts and Savage, I don't know if it was clear, but my Savage of the Weeks were Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen because of the 26 receptions, 316 yards, and three touchdowns. 74 PPR points out of those two. But they're my putts because they fucked me. I like it. I think, did they I think fuck that was you clearly... or did other players on your team fuck you? I don't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> I, I don't I, think, here's, I don't, so here's the I don't problem. I think they've been rightfully stated as putzes. So here's, here's uh, maybe I'm the putz of the week. That's probably fair. I didn't. St- I started Spencer Ware at my flex over Tariq Cohen, and Yeesh. that fucked me. Yeesh. So yeah, you're the putz of the week. I am the putz. You're you're right. But quite honestly, would you would you have started Tariq Cohen over Spencer Ware? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. I did start Tariq Cohen. Me too. All right, well, you, kind of, then, you, you kind of had to realize that. I, you know, I would, mean, Daniel, I would I think mean, that Spencer Ware with no Kareem Hunt's going to have, you know, a lot of touches. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you got Chase Daniels throwing the ball. Tariq Cohen's another one is like high risk, high reward. Like, you put him in, he might get you 28 points. Well, or that's the problem. He might get you four. That's the Well, so I was, I was pretty much screwed either way. I bet you if I started Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen would have had three points. Probably. I've been personally victimized by it, yeah. I've I've been fucked by Tariq Cohen a couple times. I liked the matchup versus Oakland. And he, and it's not like he had a terrible game. Let's be honest for a minute. The Spencer Ware, he had like forty yards and a touchdown, ten points, whatever, I'll take it. But it just I was hoping for more RB two production rather than low end flex play. Yeah. True. Okay, sorry. Does anyone else have anything else? No. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cry about this fucking loss and me being a putz and everybody telling me, "Oh, you still started Creek Cohen." Fuck (laughs) you guys. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, I can't really give you reassurance for something that wasn't, you know, reassuring. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if it was between, you know, like Creek Cohen and like I don't know. Pretty much anybody else but Spencer Ware. Yeah. yeah. Right, you, took, you took a gamble on Spencer Ware thinking he'd have Kareem Hunt type numbers. He did not. I, I was not. The, I uh, honestly never. I played him as a flex. I had no idea. I didn't think he was going to be Kareem Hunt like numbers. I just knew he'd have Kareem Hunt like opportunities, touches. Yeah. Being RB1 on a top three offense was where I thought. First, then Oakland defense that is fifth against running, but like not fifth yeah. against, but like uh, they allow a lot of points to running backs is yeah. pretty much what I mean. I would have just looked at it like, you know, Trey Cohen, Chase Daniel. They're not going to be airing out the ball a lot. No. And if they do, it's probably going to be a check down. PPR league, boom, points. And that's why I'm now in the winner's consolation bracket. And not hey, the winner's bracket. 
You're Story of my life. Fights next year. Yeah. But anyway, that's about uh, all that we have today on the podcast. This is Don. The Anything But Basketball podcast. We got uh, Twitter, at Butt Basketball. Butt Balls. Play with your butt. Instagram, Anything But Basketball. Facebook, Anything But Basketball. And WordPress blogs. Damien's been pumping those out consistently. So uh, give us a read, give us a listen, give us a like, and let us know what you think. I appreciate it. I'll see you all later. Peace out.